0: Hi, this is Mark Wade, writer of Daredevil, and you're listening to Longbox Heroes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 476 of Longbox Heroes, the Lamborghini of comic book podcasts. I'm Todd, joined with Joe. How are we doing today, Joe?
1: Doesn't doing that vroom vroom with your car or your motorbike actually do damage to it?
0: Um, no, I think it actually go, it makes it go faster, like painting racing stripes on anything. Mmm. As, as, as they're officially called, go faster stripes. Not, not all the speed holes I have in my car? <laughs> no. I think a mixture of speed holes and or go faster stripes would send you back in time, Joe. What about a Speaking- Spoiler. A spoiler on my car. Uh, uh, We don't believe in
1: spoilers on this show, Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And a bra? Are you aware of a bra on a car? I do. It holds the headlights up, keeps them firm. Oh, my goodness. (laughs)
0: people spend a lot of time on their cars i know you know what you need you need like fake stuff on the car you need the fake uh you know the air intake the the butterflies that open so it gets extra air i've seen people put fake ones of those they don't do anything there's no there's no intake there it just looks good
1: they're just there for style
0: yeah yep
1: Mm. so so todd what do we have on the uh comic book podcast not the car show today
0: uh, on the comic book podcast today, we have, you know, what's been, you know, held back comic-wise and what's been canceled. You know, all the usual stuff that that we love to cover on this show. Also, a big name signs with a certain grading company to do a, a special event. And what the things they won't sign, which always shocked me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a watch, the return of a watch everybody loves. And it's not a wristwatch. It's a Rob watch.
1: I was going to say it's not a clock. I know that for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. We also have uh, con news, free digital books and sales. I hope. I never know with you sometimes. Um, also, what we read last week, which was Wonder Twins number nine and Legion of Superheroes number one with the flight ring that doesn't enable the wearer to fly. Also, at the uh, end, of, we have a Todd's Art Attack. And at the end of the show, we will have a spoiler filled talk, even though we said we don't like spoilers, of the latest episode of The Flash did i miss anything joe
1: no i think that's everything
0: oh i love when i nail it boom we haven't
1: discussed um the football picks i think we did it a couple weeks ago on the uh after dark so
0: i I get confused on that
1: if you still care about the uh football picks you know there's a place you can go and do that (laughs) i don't know maybe you you still
0: care you still care don't you I did my picks uh, earlier today,
1: yes. I do care a lot. Mm. A lot. So, I'm going to start with a story that we actually discussed here preemptively uh, about, uh, let me do my gazintas here, about four and a half months ago. Right. uh, When they had announced the uh, J.J. Abrams and Son Spider-Man book, Mm -hmm. and I said that that book will never be finished. There's right. a blanket statement, book will never be finished.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I gave no additional information, I just said it'll never be finished. So, it's a six-issue miniseries, four-issue miniseries?
0: Um, I think it's, I'm, I don't know.
1: Well, no, it's, 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 it's a five-issue series. my apologies. Oh, yes. So, it was just announced this past week uh, that issue three, that was originally solicited for two weeks from now, has been pushed back three weeks from that date. But Issue 4 has been moved all the way, all the way, all the way to February. hmm Now, Issue 5 was solicited for the end of January, but now we're in one of those wibbly-wobbly, timbly wimbly things
0: mm-hmm.
1: where Issue 4 is currently solicited to come out three weeks after Issue 5 is solicited to come
0: out. Ah, the Doomsday Clock effect.
1: <laughs> yes. So... The uh issue five has not been resolicited. Uh in the diamond whatever discussion, Marvel has said that they will revisit that date. Um I don't know. Is this issue four being moved back two and a half months the biggest pushback in recent memory non doomsday clock division?
0: I would have to think so, uh-huh. but I don't know. We don't keep tra- tabs on every push. No, Shazams.
1: Oh yeah. Shazams. But Shazams. Shazams were like done incrementally. Like they didn't, they were not as brazen as to say in one fell swoop, we're going to move this back, this one issue of the book back two and a half months. They just incrementally moved like three book, like the next three issues at a time back a week. Back a week, back a week for 11
0: weeks. And then I think they just took them off the menu for a while.
1: Yeah, I think they're completely done off uh, not being solicited currently, which is a good plan.
0: Right. So I don't know. I don't know what you're, what's better or worse in your mind on that one. So
1: No, as I'm lo- so as I'm looking at this here, it claims that issue 10...
0: Shazam now.
1: Right, so uh, back in August, uh, DC canceled the solicitations for 9, 10, and 11. Right. Uh, 8 is scheduled to come out uh, at the end of this month, which was 19 weeks after the original (laughs) solicitation date.
0: Shazam!
1: Shazam. Uh, Issue 9 is solicited to come out the following week... (laughs) And then issue 10 is solicited to come out at the end of January.
0: That could happen.
1: Right. With no issue 11 on the uh, docket as of yet. But the February solicitations are going to be out within the next week or so. Ah, so we now have Shazam 8, which is, you know, and this is the reason it didn't come up was because one, it's a book that neither one of us were reading, and two, these announcements were typically coming in conjunction with and at the same time as the Doomsday Clock stuff, which I think was a bigger fish.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, they were definitely coming in because all these stories come in on the Wednesday that the retailers get their, you know, their, their emails from said companies. And it's like, this is pushing me. And doomsday clock led the, you know, was the headline every time because that got out of control and was, you know, uh, was holding back everything that they were doing at DC where Shazam was like, Oh, we had a movie, you know, remember everybody? We had a movie. There was a comic that was related. All right, nobody remembers or I have doomsday clock, but this one. I still think we're going to see this this uh, Spider-Man book finish because of the fact that it's not J.J. Abrams. It's the nameless person we only know as J.J. Abrams' son. And I think it's just the son hasn't finished. Uh, the father hasn't finished taking the pages off the refrigerator yet. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, these, these are wonderful. We'll put them up here until we get them printed. Something happened the kid's doing something i think the kid will finish it because i don't believe jj is involved with this story at all other than the clout to get his kid published at marvel
1: i'm still uh not crossing it off my list that that book will never finish that we will will not see issue five Mm
0: -hmm. you think it's gonna go in there with uh fevro's iron man yes fair enough I I'm gonna. Know.
1: I'm gonna be keeping a special eye on this Shazam eight now.
0: <laughs> now that you I know the
1: definitive definitive number, you know,
0: you are the key. You are the chronicler of late books now. That's right. Somebody has to be
1: late and canceled books. Speaking of said canceled books,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, if DC is delaying books, you know they're also canceling hardcovers <laughs> covers and omnibuy as well. Right. The latest run of omnibuses that got canceled by DC include, uh, what are we looking at here? Aquaman Silver Age omnibus, Legends of the Dark Knight Steve Englehart collection, and Super Friends Saturday Morning Comics. Right. Art cover, all canceled at a retailer level.
0: Makes me sad. I always wanted to read those Super Friends ones. I never bought those back in the day.
1: It included Super Friends 1 through 16 and Aqua Meet the Super Friends, uh, oh. whatever that is.
0: I know that's where the first appearance of, like, Fire and Ice were. That's because I know the Global Guardians officially appeared in the Super Friends oh. uh, book first. What?
1: No, what? you know what the Aqua Tears are, Todd.
0: What, the Aqua Hunger Force?
1: No, oh my goodness, I wish. <laughs> right. The Aqua Tears are the, discussed on this show many, many moons ago, Mm -hmm. the live-action Six-Flag DC Comics stunt show people. Oh. It was them meeting the actual Super Friends.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: And it came with a pair of swim goggles, the issue.
0: (sighs) Wow. I wonder... (sighs) When they do the crisis crossover, I wonder if those guys are going to show up on CW. Now, That does, that's the, 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 uh, the Six Flags. So that, was that the SeaWorld people too? Or? Well, like whatever it was. Yeah. Okay. It was SeaWorld. It wasn't.
1: Okay. My, yeah. So whatever was... Six Flags, SeaWorld, whatever it was, it was what? them with a p- free pair of swim goggles. <sighs> that's fantastic.
0: Uh, you know, you put those on, nobody know who you were right you're like i'm todd and put the goggles on where'd you go
1: but yeah that steve englehart collection is surprising like how often does a batman thing uh get canceled and and as i'm looking at what was collected in this mm-hmm. it was like oh here's first appearance of hugo strange and the Jokerfish storyline
0: that's in... but once again mm-hmm. you'd have to look and see what Like, if Diamond still has, you know, whatever print, like, printings of whatever was this was, because the Joker Fish story had to be, you know, reprinted somewhere in a soft cover or a hard cover. Like, is this, once again, can we still get this stuff in other formats? I'm sure we can. Right. But sometimes that, you know, like, like DC, I just guess the one hand doesn't know what the other one is doing. And it's like oh, well, we'll put these Batman books out. Well, we still have, like, this Batman omnibus that we put out, like, 18 months ago, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, sometimes I think that's what's really happening is it's so dysfunctional at DC with some of this stuff that since Paul Levitz left, because he was in charge of all the the reprinting material and stuff like that, it's it's gone completely crazy. They need a traffic cop. If you're going to do digital sales, I want to be in charge of reprints. Sign me up.
1: Well, the only thing that'll be added onto the list is when the solicitation for the Inferior 5 trade comes up. That's the next thing that we're adding to the list.
0: No, I, I think know we that... had
1: talked about it here on the show. As much as we enjoy uh, both Jeff Lemire and Salty Keith, the fact that they cut that from a 12-issue to a 6-issue miniseries does not fill me with pride that they're going to reprint that.
0: I have a feeling they're going to say they're going to do it, and then it may go the way of or certain other trades and stuff.
1: Yep. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm going to we're going to revisit the list when that shows up in the solicitations.
0: I wonder though if they would just throw out a a low print run trade to try to keep like Jeff Lemire happy. You know what I mean? Like you have talent you kind of want to keep them well, DC doesn't have a good track record with that lately right. either, so forget I said that. Now,
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, Todd, to take point on this one, since this is more your wheelhouse these days than I, uh, but Todd McFarlane has officially partnered with CGC to do mail-in signings of Spawn 300, but there's more to the story.
0: Right, or uh, also other books that he's done, like anything, he'll sign basically anything, but he won't sign certain books, as in Venom 1, the color variant cover, the Verse number one black and white variant, the Venomverse color variant, I guess, uh, Venom number six color variant edition, and the Spawn retailer thank you edition. Um, and I found out through some of the websites that I was on – well, basically the thing is you, you get your CGC books. He's hard to – T- Todd McFarlane's hard to get a uh, signature from. So now you can mail it in. They'll sign the book. Obviously, there are going to be witnesses there. Boom. S- uh, grade it, slab it, send it back. A lot easier than getting Todd at a con, which is a wristband event. It's totally crazy. Um, so to me, this is kind of big. But he said he won't sign any of these. And st- I found out for the most reasons were they were repurposed old artwork or uh, stuff, and he's never gotten paid for these covers. And the read the the uh, appreciation cover, he said was never. Those were one to each. Uh, the Spawn 300 Thank You Edition was sent to retailers as a thank you, and they were never meant to be sold. And I think there's a flaw in your system if you give a one you know, a limited edition comic book to a retailer and think that's never going to get sold. You really need to rethink the way you're doing business because it's going to go out there. But I find that interesting. I always find what, you know, uh, a creator won't sign fascinating.
1: Right. And I was actually going to ask why those specific books. And I do thank you for that uh, information. And Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how, how much you dove into this, of course. Um. So I'm looking at this over here. And of course, the rules to submitting the signing, of course, Mm -hmm. is uh, you have to fill out the form that they have uh, for the private signing thing. Um, All the books have to be in window bags or they will not be accepted. Right. Carefully package your books in a box and (laughs) write TM on the side of the box.
0: Oh, trademark. You got it.
1: Right, well, and <laughs> they're only doing it for a month. They're only doing it from the 8th of November to the 9th of December.
0: Right, well, uh, I And it I does fig- say
1: here specifically, no, ch- no requests will be accepted after December 9th. I'm telling you with this, with peace and love, peace and love, anything that comes in after December 9th will be tossed. Wow,
0: tossed. Not <laughs> yes. even sent back, boy, Peace wow. and love,
1: peace and love.
0: Oh, But, uh, and I guess, uh, did you mention how much it was?
1: No, I did not.
0: Uh, The signing fee is $89 per item, which is a steal at twice the price.
1: Now, I have to ask here as well, that it says, so it says $89 per item. uh, Submissions for grading, have a three-week turnaround. But then there's a CCS pressing. That's an additional $20. What is that?
0: I believe pressing is uh is what happened like the the new thing and there's there's some there's some backlash about this from certain you know people and i know a retailer wasn't a fan but he came around is pressing as they take a comic that's wrinkly and has like maybe a fold in it and they put it in a hydraulic press Mm. like you know like one of those like i don't even know like exorbitant amount of pressure like ten thousand pounds per square inch and it flattens the comics and it will take a lot of flaws out of the book but now people are like is that uh restoration where if i uh, i don't know i don't know how much you know about restoration i know like if you have rusty staples and you take the staples out and put new fresh staples in to give the the, like the color so it doesn't taint the paper where it touches like and they notice that you will get the dreaded purple strip at, at cgc which is restoration if you use any glue any tape any um like the marvel chipping and it starts to go or colors missing and you use a marker to fill in like oh like some of the hulk is you know like i hit it with a piece of tape and i pulled some of it away so just use a little bit of green in there to to to, to make it look prettier that's all restoration but they say pressing that's not restoring it because we're just flattening it we're not changing anything so now there's some weird <laughs> stuff but go ahead right
1: so i have to i have to say this Mm-hmm. As I'm looking at the CGC site, it says Maximize Your Comics Potential. Classic Collectible Service, CCS, is the world's leading comic book pressing, restoration, and restoration removal company. Well, it's... I guess. You... So they're not only doing restoration, but they're also doing restoration removal.
0: But now, did you notice the way they, they use pressing and restoration? Is, is there a comma between the two of them?
1: There is. It says comic book yeah. pressing comma restoration That's and
0: restoration removal company. That's important. Now, I guess if you give it to them and they remove the tape or and they take away the, the ink or whatever, I guess it's you could get rid of the purple strip. I don't know. But to me, I think this grading thing is starting to become a business. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: Now they do. There's a video, of course, and I can't I'm not going to watch the video while we're doing this show. Uh, It does say enhanced appearance and desirability
0: is what
1: CCS offers. It says uh, through its proven process, CCS has enhanced the appearance and desirability of comic books for countless collectors and dealers. Uh, CCS offers its services in conjunction with CGC as the world's first and largest third-party comic book grading service, creating a streamlined process that saves submitters both time and money. Says what CCS can do. Um, and then it says mishandling and exposure to the elements can cause any comic book to suffer from bends, creases, tears, missing pieces, stains, and tanning. Unwanted repairs, such as color touch, glue, and tape, as Todd had just mentioned, can also reduce the appeal of a comic book. Notice how they're saying like appeal and appearance and desirability. Not the, the mean words they're leaving out of all this. Right. The meaty it's... money. CCS specializes in the correction or removal of these defects and repairs to improve a comic's appearance or desirability. Appearance or desirability. And the main picture that they show is just like uh, an old issue where it's like the back cover and there's like a little tiny bend in it. And they took the bend out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it says before and after. Uh, then there's a whole big long thing of the what the restoration is and what the pressing is and then what quick pressing is. It's a lot to go through, okay?
0: mm
1: mm-hmm. um, Very deep in here is what this is going to cost you. Right. And I know it's saying there's $20 uh, for the Todd McFarlane books, but you can't even submit your things until you become a member of CGC.
0: Oh, yeah. Or maybe you could give them to your retailers who have a account. Like that's the way to do it. But there's straight at like our buddy, Josh, he has an account. I know that, you know what I mean? But me or you could take them to our retailer. And I bet you there's a way to send them off. And, through our retailer.
1: And again, it's, and again, I don't want to say that it's an opportunity, but here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could join for free and just, you know, fill out whatever the form is. And then there's a $25 level, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh That's going to give you greater notes with your book, and you're going to get 5% off all of your uh, future gradings mm-hmm. for the year. Next level up from to $25 is $149.
0: Oh, that's a nice leap.
1: Okay. Uh, that's going to give you the greater notes. It's going to give you, and I'm saying I want you to know grader, like the person who is grading your comics.
0: Right, it'll say like yeah. slight spine wear, like it'll say 6.5, whatever, that's what right. they say. You, you're going to
1: get 10% off uh, your future gradings for the year, and you're going to get $150 credit. So that's the money one, because only $149 for the year, but you're getting a $150 credit. They're losing money on that
0: one. Uh, one buck a person. That's
1: right. Next up from there is the Elite Package. Uh, which is going to be those same grader notes, 15% off your gradings for the year, uh, uh, only $150 credit. So that's the one where they make the most amount of money. But then it says you also get exclusive offers and benefits. Well, and like
0: unfortunately- those weird, maybe those weird, like, you know, uh, 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 original, like, you know, like Sp- Amazing Spider-Man 300 stuff like that. When they did that thing, maybe you get access to that first.
1: Okay, so what that says is for the the exclusive offers and benefits says that you get a 20% discount if you request the additional grader notes. But that's only uh, including submissions prior to, you know, you can't do it on, like, books that you've submitted prior to signing up.
0: Okay. <laughs> so confusing. I didn't know that
1: you get, like, it costs money for grading you know those greater notes because that's free greater notes free greater notes free greater notes and then you get 20 percent off the additional greater notes so i don't know what's going on
0: right well technically don't you need to sign up to send in any grading books is there a free platform? platforms okay so uh, you don't get greater notes with that huh correct hmm i wonder if that's why a lot of people use retailers you know what i mean like go through them because they have an account maybe it falls under i don't know i'm confused mm-hmm. this is an opportunity oh
1: you know what and actually my apologies so the the zero dollar thing mm-hmm. uh lets you submit your books at shows only they will not accept your books by mail if you're the do- the zero dollar you have to be the 25 dollar and up to be able to mail your books in, so you got to pay twenty five dollars a year for the year to even mail your books into them.
0: So then, anybody who's mailing books in has to pay the twenty five. So the your, anybody, everybody who mails it in gets the free grader notes. Yes. Okay. I wonder if you get greater notes if you do the zero, but bring it on site. Do you know what I mean? I'm confused now. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to ask Josh, and I wonder if he. If he if he has the zero or the twenty five, you know what I mean? Like, hmm, interesting. Because I never really delved into any of this stuff because we never do it, right? But I do want to get all my books pressed. I wonder if they'll do my jeans too.
1: I'm gonna say, oh, somebody needs to make a variant cover where it's a uh, (laughs) a cover made out of denim,
0: (laughs) like wrinkled. And you have to like, and then you have to send it to this company to press them. Mm-hmm. And it ups the grade. Me, I want to start a ability to make podcasts better with, like, I could add on, auto-tune and make your show listenability and desirability, you know, better. <laughs> you know? Well, I heard recently the three steps to having a
1: good podcast are in order, having a good voice,
0: mm-hmm.
1: having something I- interesting to say, and improv.
0: Well, that is great. I heard it was having a terrible website slash blog that always gets you over
1: oh my goodness anyway speaking of things that aren't terrible we do have one more bit in this news segment and that would be ask not for whom the rob trolls the rob trolls for thee and now the rob watch that's right it's the return of the Rob watch. Yeah. The Rob has been quiet. These low
0: few weeks. <laughs> He's low on stuff I guess.
1: <laughs> but it was brought to our attention. Actually last week. At the comic book shop. We were quizzed as to. What could this book that. The Rob was complaining about. He, he had tweeted out simply. And again when we talk about the Rob. Nothing is ever the simply. <laughs> uh, he tweeted out. Who's relaunching the X Men next year? I mean, it's an annual fit ritual, right? Uh, I guess taking shots at the current Jonathan Hickman run uh, of all the, you know, what was it? I don't even remember what they were called. Uh, the hours of X, hours of X stuff.
0: Hoxpox, man! Don't forget.
1: Yeah, uh, well, how could I forget? So this uh, drew the ire of, I think, the entirety of Twitter. <laughs> The majority of whom tweeted at Rob with a meme, so you know I'm with them, of Quentin Quire, uh, stylized, of course, with the words OK Boomer on them. And I know they Whoa. weren't talking about young Boomer Hatfield of Chikara Professional Wrestling.
0: Maybe they were talking about the new mutant Boom Boom. Maybe.
1: I don't think she goes by Boom Boom these days. I think she Well, goes they were
0: shortened up. You only have so many characters on mm-hmm. Twitter, you know. So
1: it was just Rob dealing with these folks, uh, def- attempting to defend himself that he's not a boomer, that he's actually Gen X. Uh, then there might have been some swears <laughs> exchanged. Uh, Rob going back to that trusty crutch of he's such a that defends how good of a comic book writer he is because X Force one sold five million copies. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he learned how Portuguese people laugh on twitter which is just uh the letter k over and over again
0: well the portuguese that's a good way to do it i'm gonna i'm gonna use that from here on out
1: right uh but these gem tweets from the rob of course is really why we're here which is man there is so many strange factions of fandom that i'm still encountering so fascinating (laughs) then to which the rob said I have the skin of a rhino and a good sense of the absurd.
0: (laughs) Sure. Have you seen his art?
1: And the Rob is someone who does take quite actively to, to blocking people on Twitter. One would think someone with the skin of a rhino would not block people. And I am surprised that Rob entertains these people as much as he does. He knows what he's doing. Are you saying Todd?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that there is someone whose usefulness in their chosen industry may have come to pass and they possibly with the assistance of someone else are kind of feigning their ignorance or kind of turning it turning it on a little bit to get people to talk about them
0: could be joe
1: i can only think of one other person who would do such a thing
0: All I know is they play, all I know is they know how to play people like a clarinet. That's all I'm going to say. Oh boy. You're lucky this is the clean show, Todd.
1: (laughs) (sighs) So hopefully next week, someone will call Rob a boomer, a Gen Wire, or what's the new
0: one? I don't know. I just found out what OK Boomer was like the other yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm not hip to these things. i don't want to be hip to anything todd that's right we don't use that word on this show
1: no i could use a new hip
0: oh i heard
1: going <laughs> you have to go easy on this one
0: that's right you're gonna have to toss that
1: one out so there's some conventions going on this weekend convention season is picking back up and there's a lot of interesting stuff going on this weekend in a lot of interesting places mm. there is the air capital comic-con in wichita kansas of all places where you can meet and greet with such comic book professionals as Phil Hester and Kevin Nolan. Hmm. Or there's the Great American Comic Book Convention in Las Vegas, Nevada, where some of the brightest stars of the 80s and 90s comics will be there, such as Al Milgram, David Michelini, Todd Grummet, Scott Hanna, and Mark Bagley. I
0: heard there's going to be a comedian there, too. Who's the comedian that's going to be there? I don't know. He did a bit about Subway. I, you'd know him if you saw him. He was a small-time comedian. I just like that he's on the website. Now, you got me looking here. You say he did a bit about... Subway and Cable. Like you, You'd remember him for like 10 minutes, like 10 years ago. You see it? Todd, unless
1: you tell me his name, I don't know who you're talking about. As I'm looking at this website...
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry to tell you.
1: All right. Well,
0: I'm, I'm looking it up right now. So I'm slower than you. So that always does it to me. And I, you know, I'm stupid sometimes, Joe. Oh my goodness. What did you find it? No. Okay. Yes. Look at me going reading stuff that I do. His name is John Caparulo. And I will say, Todd, I have no idea who that is. He was a small-time comedian. Like, YouTube it, and you'll get the – he does, like, one thing about waiting for the – or having problems with his cable, and he does one bit about being a Subway sandwich uh, guy, like, working for Subway. And then that's it. That's the two bits that I remember him for.
1: One of his credits is being on episodes of Chelsea lately, and I think that covers every comedian from 2012 to current. So, (laughs) sadly, no help.
0: Well, good thing I was here to help you find out. If you have anything to be signed by him, you know where to go now. Las Vegas. Right.
1: Uh, Bakersfield, California, Todd, has the Bakersfield Comic Con. Fred the Hammer Williamson
0: is going to be there. Mm, i thought you say valentine for a second
1: no no he's gonna be in our neck of the woods (laughs) next in in two weeks we'll cross that bridge in two weeks
0: (laughs) there's an interview for your other show
1: Mm, we'll we'll talk about that (laughs) off air i think uh sergio aragonis is gonna be there
0: oh cool
1: a legitimate legend in comics and cartooning and however you want to slice that apple
0: you know what, I want to take all my original art, like pages from comics, and take them so you could do little doodles, of like, a, like a little comic up in the corner.
1: In the margins?
0: Yes, that would be fantastic. But also
1: appearing at the Bakersfield Comic-Con is not maybe the best, second best, we're not done with the conventions, <laughs> photo op of the weekend, right. because when's the last time that Anson Williams and Donnie Most were in the same room together?
0: I think Chiller Theater a few years ago.
1: Oh boy! And if you don't know who Ralph Malf and uh what's Pots, the other guy's name, Potsy Weber. Potsy Weber. Good lord!
0: Potsy did the whole run, man. He was smart. He stayed in and cashed those checks. Now, unfortunately,
1: on the website there is no pricing uh for the autograph combo, but it, it does say that they are appearing together.
0: I think it's a tuna fish sandwich each.
1: Wow. Just gotta head over to the commissary and get something for them <laughs> right uh but the biggie this weekend is the super mega fest in framingham massachusetts where comic book professionals rags morales and paul pelletier are going to be there mm-hmm. from the world of sports and entertainment the million dollar man ted dibiase is going to be there cool uh also uh french stewart is going to be there from oh my god things that he was in
0: he was in third rock from the sun that's probably where you remember him the most
1: right people would was he the one in are you, he was was he in son of the mask or am i thinking of someone else no you're thinking of jamie kennedy i'm almost certain that french stewart was the villain in son of the mask
0: i think he's the villain in just everyday life to tell you the truth i don't have french stewart's imdb in front of me but i am looking it up now
1: all right well while you look that up to verify this carmen electra is going to be there uh the triple header photo op hopefully of john schneider tom wopat and katherine bach are going to be there Ooh, daisy dukes but i would say possibly the most desirable photo op of the weekend at the Framingham uh comic book convention super mega fest would be that with
0: Tony Danza. Oh, hold me close, young Tony Danza. Yes. <sighs> you could ask him you could have him sign anything that he's ever been in to Tony and it works. It's like from Tony Danza, and it's like you just don't put the danza, just put Tony. It's like your character did it for me. I'm looking through, I don't think he was ever in the mask, Joe, French Stewart. <sighs> Tony Dance is
1: only going to be there on Saturday.
0: Oh, he's got uh he's got a he's got a party he has to audition for. Remarkably, the character's name's Tony. You
1: are correct, but there was someone else who is the villain in this the son of the mask who occupies the same headspace <laughs> as uh, French Stewart does. Oh, you know what? And this is a, this is a disservice to this person. I want to apologize to them here on the on Alan the
0: podcast, Cum- Alan, Alex-
1: Young, Alan Cummings. Yes.
0: How dare you disparage the favorite game of uh, Charlie and Frank, Nightcrawler? Just stop it! Oh my
1: goodness. So all the links to all of those uh, conventions this weekend, whether you're in the uh, Massachusetts area, the West Coast or in Wichita, Kansas, and want to hit up any of those conventions, those will all be in the show notes that accompany this post, as this post will be found on soon-to-be-named network.com or soon-to-be-named network.tumblr.com, where you can find all the shows in our network, like-minded individuals, friends, acquaintances, and all sorts of people like that, whether it be this show, Longbox Heroes, of course, Longbox Heroes After Dark, Puzzle Warriors 3, Profane Arguments, Final Wrestling Place with uh, my friends Tim and Marcus, and we've also got Wednesday Night Wars with our friends DJ and Brett, who had two episodes this past week because there was an all-elite wrestling pay-per-view, and again, of course, myself and Adam, who do At Odds with Wrestling. So if you like wrestling and other podcasts as well, soon-to-be-named com, soon-to-be-named
0: sweet plug
1: uh digital sales and freebies sadly no freebies uh i think like i said the freebie train is done at marvel uh strangely as well no dc sale this week this could be the first time that there has not been a sale on any assortment of dc comics in as long as i can remember
0: right so does that mean uh dark knight returns and your one aren't on the the list then if there are no sales and freebies
1: well okay so there is a sale but it's not on the dc storefront and it's like a weird time frame it just says dc spotlight green lantern but there's no like banner for it Mm. and it's not even on the dc site like it's not on the scroll through of the sales you know, you would think it would be on the DC site, but it's not there. So right. if you can't be bothered to include it on your own thing, then I'm not going to include it in my discussion.
0: Fair enough.
1: That's on you, DC, for slacking and making me look like a fool.
0: Mm, and you don't need no help in that department.
1: Absolutely not. Uh, and just as a follow-up, that Marvel Annihilation sale that we had discussed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Marvel went ahead and corrected it, because it said, like, as we were recording the show last week on the 5th and into the 6th, it said that the sale ended on the 4th. They went ahead and fixed it. That the sale ends on the 14th. Right. Uh, some of the other sales that had been going on previously, uh, the Image uh, Scott Snyder Charles Soul sale, the Image Matt Fraction Kelly Sue DeConnick sale, those are still going on. Dynamite is having a sale entitled Music and Mayhem, which includes a lot of their Kiss stuff and... Uh, included in that is a reprint of the Alice Cooper, uh, Neil Gaiman, uh, Last Temptation of Alice book.
0: Such a beautiful
1: book. Yes, yes. Uh, so there's that included in that sale. Other Marvel sales this week is a sale on New Mutant stuff. Uh, because I think Marvel, through a lot of their partners, had built into the pipeline New Mutants-related stuff to come out. Because the New Mutants movie was supposed to come out. Well, it could come out on that Didney Plus. It's, according to the Wikipedia, which is the most trusted source for things on the internet, (laughs) it is currently on the theatrical release docket for February 2020. Right, right. Because in my Marvel Puzzle Quest, they released a bunch of New Mutants-related stuff as well. And -hmm. I think it was like, it was all supposed to be in the pipeline to coincide with a movie that didn't come out. Shocking. (laughs) Which is a bummer.
0: That's what big sales of companies will do.
1: Yes. Uh, One sale, though, that is coinciding with something that did come out, which is Star Wars Bounty Hunter sale to coincide with the Disney Plus release of The Mandalorian. Hmm. Uh, And as well as a Deadpool collection sale. And hey, you can't do much worse than buying that first Joe Kelly trade sale collection, whatever, I think for like six bucks five bucks i don't know what it costs uh super cheap it's entitled deadpool classics number one and it's six bucks and you get some really good comics in there
0: if you like that kind of stuff
1: if you like that sort of stuff uh it includes uh the first appearance uh in new mutants number 98 the mark wade miniseries and the first issue done by uh, Joe Kelly there. So you actually have to get Classics 1 and 2 to get the full Joe Kelly effect on Deadpool. Uh, arguably one of the best runs of a comic book. And I tell you, see, that's one of these things that uh, upsets me, right? So that first... And as I'm trying to sell you, I'm getting the trade, too. hmm <laughs> So the first Classics is his first appearance. Okay. Those two miniseries is Okay and the first issue of the Joe Kelly run okay the second c- collection is issues two through eight plus the minus issue and the annual okay you need all that stuff but like wouldn't it have made more sense to just like put that issue one with like the rest of these well, uh... and kind of get like a full clean Joe Kelly collection there
0: nah What if that's a one-shot story? See, sometimes you got to figure out how many issues that you need to fill in a trade sometimes, Joe. So, So.
1: as someone who has read that Joe Kelly run quite a bit. Right. The first... (laughs) I can make the argument that the first 25 issues are one continuous story and should be in an omnibus together, along with all the other material. The first issue is self-contained-ish. Mm -hmm. but it leads directly into like if you don't if you just pick up issue 2 and uh, the Deadpool do you remember Todd back in the we're gonna get to the rest (laughs) of the show I promise but we're off onto something that I feel very passionate about
0: I can tell do you remember
1: in the late 90s when Marvel did like that flap underneath the cover of like the previously in right Deadpool was the first book that had Okay. Uh when Deadpool came out, I think maybe like the first like six or seven issues had like the previously in of like here are the characters, here's this, and like they had like the back flap thing, and then later into the ninety-eight, ninety nine, all the books started doing it. Right. So I don't think when you get the the, the trade, it's gonna have that back matter that was underneath the cover of issue two that fills in on what happened in issue one, which is a big thing that happens in why issues two through six at the very least are happening.
0: You don't know that. Have you ever seen a copy?
1: Oh, I'm going to pick up a copy at the store when I go today and see, just to see if it's, if I'm getting, I'm getting agitated for no reason, but let's just say I, I would have put issue one i got the you Beginning of a trade not at the end of another trade
0: well let me ask you a question go ahead so you said that trade number one has obviously newbie uh 98 whatever and has like what else uh a couple of early appearances it
1: too, too many series as is
0: who did and, those minis
1: uh mark Wade did one and i think Gail? no this was this was like 96 oh my goodness it was like ninety three, ninety four.
0: okay i know she did some deadpool stuff but i thought it was really early on no anyway. the deadpool stuff that she did
1: was way later oh my goodness um, fair enough but so see now you're well, gonna have me looking
0: i know but now what they want to do is they have that mark wade run and then they have whoever did the second run the second mini series. And then yeah. they're going to get they're going to get all the people who want that Joe Kelly one issue to buy the trade one or they would just wait for, you know what I mean like cuz you always talk about how the good stuffs the Joe Kelly stuff so you know why would they put out a trade number 1 that nobody's going to buy slap a Joe Kelly issue in there now Joe's going to buy that. Is Joe going to buy that? Joe is going to buy that.
1: It appears they have put the second miniseries into the into the
0: Marvel Legacy numbering. Oh my goodness! <laughs> don't even like. Don't even. We are so off topic, and you're going to bring Legacy numbering into it, and like like derail us for another half hour. Both both miniseries is by Mark Wade. Oh, and well, that's good. Right. So and they you have good.
1: they're very good.
0: Well, no. What I mean is, you have like you have like the cream of the crop, Rob. Then you have like that guy, Mark Wade, and then a Joe Kelly. Like, really, that's just going downhill after after the Rob. What?
1: I don't know. Buy those. Buy those. Buy the two Deadpool trades. It's twelve bucks for a bunch of comics. They're really good. I like Deadpool. He's good.
0: Or maybe you on that site you could buy the second trade, and maybe they have that Joe Kelly number one issue. You could just buy separate. There you go. They probably do. There's Your problem is now solved, Joe.
1: Right. So let's move on to what we've read from this past <laughs> week, Todd.
0: Well, I read Deadpool, the first miniseries, but no. Um, I'm going to start with Legion of Superheroes, number one, by Brian Michael Bendis and art by Ryan Sook. Basically, the book starts out with uh, a bunch of Legion members in the future chasing down probably the only Legion – villain that I kind of know of is Mordrew and he's after this artifact and uh, things go wrong there and as this is going on the team that was in Superman in action with Superboy show up to to introduce him to the 31st century it's 30th or the 31st, 31st century, century. I, always, I always get confused on that stuff but uh, he gets there and he gets overwhelmed by everything as is I think the point of it with the reader too, kind of gets overwhelmed with everything. And he's asking all these questions of how are things different? And they keep saying that, uh, well, we have a tutorial. We all ready for you to watch. And he's, they go off and he just keeps ignoring them. And, uh, I'm kind of of the mind as it goes, they give you a brief history and there's more questions asked, uh, of, of what's in the future as someone who's never read Legion of superheroes, you know, you're kind of going through Superboy and it gets confusing. So, in the end, I kind of wish they actually had that tutorial. But I know, you know, through osmosis with other people who've read Legion, I understand like what New Earth is and who Mordrew is and some of the other stuff. So, I think it was a very schizophrenic issue. And there was a lot of people talking and a lot being thrown at you. Um, I enjoyed it, but I wish it was more, it was less scattershot. Than it was. But I do like Ryan Sook's art. But in the end. uh, Ryan Sook ain't doing this book monthly. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to take shots at him. But he's never met a monthly deadline. So he's going to do. Two of the first six of the trade. And that's about it. So Uh, Ryan Sook's
1: art is very pretty in this book. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I liked. The gimmick that they did. Where. As Superboy is walking through everyone's names are just popping up. Right. And they just say that, like, hey, we're kind of beyond a way. We're beyond a point where we have to remember everyone's names. Right. I'm I'm at that point in my life already.
0: Right. I'm with that. But the problem with Legion was always who was who. Yeah. And they don't do that very well with putting the things next to people. It's like Google Glass, all joking aside. But I wish they would do it where I see like somebody show up and the, and the thing is backwards so you can't read the name. I'm like, we need to learn who these characters are. You shouldn't be making it hard with these little jokey like things to be their names and then making them unreadable for new readers. You now know? Either do it or don't make me try to read these to figure out who people are. But I ahead, was sorry. willing to give it a little bit more
1: leeway than you were just because I thought it was a, a neat device that they did. Mm-hmm. But there were some folks where their designs were so radically different than the last time that they've been in any sort of popular or mainstream book at DC. It was like, are we? Sh- am I sure that that's that person? Because
0: mm-hmm. that
1: person has an idea in my head. Because like you have that stuff that's going on with Superboy being uh, uh, getting the introduction, to everyone, and then you have that side quest that you mentioned where it's. Um, And again, I'm going to blank on his name. The villain? Okay, uh, Wildfire, Karate Kid,
0: Uh, going
1: after the villain. Mm -hmm. Wildfire has a design that was kind of like the least popular design on Wildfire, but I know, I know it. And then Karate Kid looks so radically different since the last time that he's been in any books. Like, I knew that that's who they were, but I I can imagine that a lot of people probably didn't realize who they were. And that's always one of the bigger problems with a Legion book is knowing who everyone is and i i definitely get where you're coming from it's maybe too much too too fast it's too schizophrenic but i was okay with it because i thought the hook of everything was interesting about what's going on with earth and it's in the solicitation so it's nothing like a spoil a spoiler but like the fact that they're getting these artifacts specifically aquaman's trident Mm -hmm. in their attempts to rebuild earth to what it was before
0: Yes, to maybe use a power that it could use and stuff like that.
1: Right, so the hook of what the overarching first storyline seems to be of the Legion attempting to possibly get Earth rebuilt and using some of the older items from DC lore to do so. Mm -hmm. I'm intrigued by that. I want to see what's going to happen next from there.
0: I am intrigued. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to blast this book, but I just wish we were less thrown in the deep end and maybe a little like, you know, more explanation. And I guess there's a lot of like, you know, stuff like what is new earth? People will want to know. And I, you know, like I said, I kind of know and a couple other things, but I don't know. I just think when you have an issue, issue number one, there's a, if it's got a good hook, that's going to help. But also I think you need, a little bit more information, but I'm going to stick around because, you know, I enjoyed the first issue and some characters showed up that I don't care if I've read Legion or not. There's no way somebody with the yellow power ring was ever in Legion 20 years ago. You know what I mean? So I want to see what's going up and there's some familiar looks to characters and I'm like, all right now to me on that, that's the more of the hook than anything else in the book. Like mm-hmm. who are who are these weird Legion Legacy characters? As far as I'm concerned. Yep. So, gonna give it a try. You know, gonna keep going.
1: Absolutely. Uh so the other book that we both read from this past week was Wonder Twins number nine, written by Mark Russell with art by Stephen Byrne, no relation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where we get the continuation of the ongoing storyline with how. Jana is going to bring back her friend, uh her friend's father, Polly father, who she thinks is dead. And right. in doing so, we get a secret part of the Wonder Twins' origin plus yet another fantastic Jana and Superman scene. Yep. This book it's... is awesome.
0: I agree and I know we go over it a lot, but my favorite part about this is why like i don't won't go into too much of it because i think it's great to see it play out is why zan and Jaina kind of left their their home planet and they lead you down a path and then they kind of yank the rug out from under you on what's going on and i find it interesting how all that ties into to to getting you know her, her friend's father back like I just like the fact that we got the origin like, of Zan and Jaina and how cool it turned out to be. And I think this is going to turn out to be like one of those true key issues of this Wonder Twins mini or anything else they do with these characters. And like you said, anytime uh, Mark Russell does Superman, I love it. And if uh, like we say, if Brian Michael Bendis ever leaves one of those books or both, maybe I think I know who should be writing Superman.
1: Yes, sir. And there's other stuff going on in this book, of course, continuing out of other storylines, like with the Scrambler mm-hmm. uh, and some of the other stuff that Polymath's dad had been working on in the past. But the main crux of this is is Jane's friendship with Polymath and her trying to rebuild it back, and how they're going to try to get her father back. Mm-hmm. So I say this in a positive way that this feels not forced because this was originally solicited as a six issue miniseries and then very quickly after the fact that got picked up i think back to what would have what this book would have looked like if it ended at six issues but here we are three issues beyond and it feels as though mark russell had this book planned out ahead of time of like hey i could tell this is six issues but here's what it would look like if I could tell it's 12 or maybe 24 or maybe 36. Uh, So uh, it doesn't feel as though he had like a beginning and middle and end was told that the book got extended beyond the six issues and then just kind of slap dashed this stuff together.
0: I don't know why I remember it this way, but whatever happened when this was extended to, it was a mini series at six issues and they talked about as somebody with the wonder with the wonder comics that there was going to be multiple mini series of these characters i think the just that the wonder twins book was so, like was getting such good buzz and obviously mark russell was winning awards for like flintstones and snagglepuss or whatever i forget which book it was but he he was on the radar with this stuff that they just said oh you do have like a a you know, more of a mini series. Like you have the regular mini, like don't even no gap in between them. We're just going, we're getting rid of the mini series tag. We're going, we're doing the uh, reverse inferior five. You know
1: what I mean? Well, and that's it. So, and that's the thing they didn't officially say, um, like they just said they were extending it to 12 issues. And now they've said that both this and dial H have been extended beyond the 12 issues. They haven't said that they're ongoings. They haven't said that they're going to 18 they just said, you know, it's going past 12 issues.
0: Right. But I feel that this was all meant to be multiple miniseries. And probably when Mark Russell pitched it, that's like, he's like, yeah, and I, this and this. And then if, if, you know, it does well, then this and this and this. And they're like, okay. And like we said, the Wonderline and the and the, the Young Justice and all that stuff, I think is even more popular than some of the other stuff that, you know, Brian Michael Bendis is doing with Superman and all that stuff. But like, this is where... You know the the, you know the future is so just keep going. I don't know. That's just my take on it. Anyway. But this is, uh, and I I feel as though because I'm
1: still reading Dial H and Dial H is good, but this
0: feels stronger. I'd have to take your word for it. I stopped Dial H a while back.
1: Yeah, Dial H was good. It's it's still good, but I'm a sucker for that concept. You know.
0: I, I know what you mean. As I always say, I will do. I will give Suicide Squad a try every, every, every time they do something with it. Uh
1: So that's what we read from this past week. Let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. If you head over to longboxheroes.com, around 5.30 Eastern time or so every Tuesday, we put up the poll post, which is a link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week. Whether you get your books in print, whether you get them digitally, whether you get them sent to your home, however it is that you get your books, be forewarned, be forearmed, know what's coming out this week. I'm almost out of bags and backs at my house, which means I'm going to have to buy some more, not this week, but next week. I wouldn't know that if I didn't know what books were coming out this week and kind of know what's coming out next week as well. Now, Todd and I attempt to guess what the others most looking forward to coming out this week, as well as we do every year on the show. I did make a little headway last week, uh, but I am still behind by about seven correct guesses. And uh, Todd, you start the show, so you uh, guess first.
0: Is the book you're looking forward to most Punisher Soviet Number 1?
1: It is Punisher Soviet number one. And looking over your list, obviously the Swamp Thing Absolute does not count.
0: No new material in that, yes. Right.
1: Does not count. Unless you count the moss that's inside of it.
0: On the outside. Don't get oh, crazy. On the
1: outside. I'm sorry. It's
0: fantastic.
1: Uh, I'm going to guess the book you're most looking forward to coming out is Event Leviathan number six.
0: It is not Event Leviathan number 6. It is The Return of Brian Azzarello's Moonshine. Oh, okay. That has been on hiatus for I don't know how long now, probably while he was getting in all that trouble with Batman Damned. Oh, but I really light. enjoyed that book. Um, I can't think of who the artist is. I'm totally skitsing out on it. But like I said, I just love like the werewolf during Prohibition story that they're doing.
1: Eduardo Riso, which was his partner on uh, 100 Bullets. Yes,
0: that's who it was.
1: And And the last issue came out uh, July of 2018.
0: Yep. So, you know, I'm hoping it is very accessible and I don't have to dig out those old moonshine issues.
1: I was thinking it was the event Leviathan thing only because, um, isn't that the last issue of it?
0: It is, and they're going to uh, say who Event Leviathan is. But like I said, I just I just really loved Moonshine more back in the day.
1: Gotcha. So while you're over at longboxheroes.com, be sure to check out all the other stuff that Todd and I have done, whether it be past episodes of this show, past episodes of Longbox Heroes After Dark. Uh, a lot of physical maladies and ailments being discussed over on After Dark these days. Mm-hmm. Todd and I are barely being held together by a string.
0: <laughs> gorilla tape and hope.
1: you keep saying gorilla tape. I know this gorilla glue, but have they branched out to tape as
0: well yes, it is it is a duct tape that is stronger and stickier than anything I've ever seen. like duct tape is great, but like i'm not a sponsor of the show, but I've used gorilla tape for something, and when I had like temporary and when I had to pull it off, it was ridiculous i'm like that stuff is you know the real deal
1: because i know um the official duct tape brand duct tape factory is out near where a former producer of the show and a former member of several podcasts that used to be on this network Studebaker lives oh and every year they have a uh, a duct tape parade where all the floats are made of duct tape.
0: Ah, well, Gorilla Tape is, is great. I think it could stick anything to anything. I think I could stick pudding to air if, if, if I wanted to. hmm So.
1: So, uh, that is, okay. So, uh, also, while you're over at LongBoxHeroes.com, be sure to check out our little store button. Where you can purchase uh, shirts or stickers or pins with our fancy logo on them, and if you want a little bit more to that, you can also go to our T Public store where you can buy more Longbox Heroes inspired shirts, more At Odds with Wrestling shirts, and shirts with the soon to be named logo, a soon to be named network logo on them. And you just, just go with shirts. You can get sweatshirts and all sorts of other apparel and accoutrements over at Tee Public, And they're always having sales, so keep your eyes peeled for that sort
0: of thing. I think there's a sale going on right now as we speak. You would know better than I do. I just checked a little earlier, and there was one. So as this drops, it should still be going on. Good to know.
1: You could also help us out by subscribing to our Patreon. Uh, little as a dollar a month helps us out, get you access to some old podcasts that Todd and I did or appeared on or otherwise. And uh, $5 a month is going to get you early access to uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark, usually about two days before everyone else. And uh, we're looking toward the future 2020, adding some extra stuff uh, to all of that in the near future as well. Mm-hmm. uh you could also help us out as well by clicking on our amazon banner across the top of the page does not cost you an extra thing out of your pocket but it does take a couple extra pennies out of jeff bezos's pockets and <laughs> puts them in our digital pockets i almost had a conversation with someone what venmo was i'm um, lucky i know what paypal is let alone venmo in the year of our lord 2019
0: you know more than i do then
1: Some of the notable purchases through the Amazon click-through this past week were uh, somebody purchased a $25 Texas Roadhouse gift card. Mm. You got to do that with the Amazon gift card. So you do the double dip where you buy the Amazon gift card through the click-through and then you buy something with the the Amazon gift card through the click-through. The double dip, that's always positive. Maybe somebody didn't, it's just not showing up. (laughs) Somebody also purchased the recent release of Teen Titans Go vs. Teen Titans on Blu-ray. And I'm going to guess that the same person purchased the eight-inch Mego replicas of Captain Kirk in green shirt with tribbles from the original series episode Trouble with Tribbles, Mr. Spock in blue shirt with Tribbles from the original series episode The Trouble with Tribbles, a Gorn with glow-in-the-dark eyes, spine, and teeth, and the two-pack of Lieutenant Uhura and Lieutenant Sulu. Oh my! Yes, I did a Sulu. Re- I did a George Takei reference on this past week's episode of At oz with Wrestling, and it went right over poor Adam's head.
0: Oh, that never happens because he <sighs> would jump up and catch it.
1: Allah uh, Drax.
0: No, nothing.
1: So Todd. No, nothing. So thanks, everyone who purchased anything through the uh, Amazon click-through, of course. Uh, Anyone who's a patron. Anyone who's told anyone about these shows uh, and spread the word so much like... um, I'm not going to say the joke there, but thank you very much for anyone (laughs) who has uh, spread the good word of this show around. Todd, (laughs) did we have any art attacks this
0: week? Only one by the handsomest man in the world, which is me. Um, I put out there Richard Pace... Uh, Sunstar from Second Coming. I got in my sketchbook at New York Comic-Con. He added little word balloons, which I like, uh, which I never – I don't think anyone's done in my sketchbook, so I like that added ad. And I just gave him the sketchbook to do whatever he wanted, and he ended up having a bloody Stormtrooper helmet that he's holding, and I found that amusing. When I went to him, he was like, well, who do you want? Do you want Sunstar or Jesus? And I kind of went, I'm going to go with Sunstar – I don't know why I was afraid to get Jesus in my sketchbook. Um, I don't know if that'd be (laughs) blasphemy or not, but I really, I I really, really like that. The only problem that I look at this now is apparently he had a run in with stormtroopers. And this is a terrible picture because the stormtroopers hit him with their, with their guns. So we know they weren't real stormtroopers because they can't shoot for nothing, Joe. But otherwise right, there would be I, no blasts, I, right? I'll joke. I love it though. I think he did a, a, a bang up job on Sunstar and it was good to meet him.
1: Yeah. It's a really cool piece. I like it a lot.
0: Right. So that was the only one we had this week.
1: Oh, sad to say, sad to say. And again, Hey, listen, if you have any uh, art that you've done yourself, art that you've had commissioned uh, sketches or, you know, original art pages or otherwise that you've uh, purchased, at a convention, or directly, you know, you can do that stuff online these days without leaving your home, Uh, just make sure to tag Todd's Art Attack in it, and we'll be sure to share it with the rest of our listenership. Yes. So last but not least, Todd, we're going to get into some TV talk, Uh, we're going to talk about the most recent episode of The Flash, as it is on hiatus for the next two weeks, for some reason that I'm unsure of, so if you don't want to be spoiled on this, uh, or if you don't care thank you very much for listening to episode 476 of longbox heroes and we'll see you all next week and i'll take a pause for the cause all right Things, people are asking me things, and I, I'm compelled to answer them,
0: unfortunately. No problem. I think the reason it's off for the next two weeks is, you know, you have that travel week before Thanksgiving, and then nobody wants to watch new TV during, you know, Thanksgiving and getting ready for Black Friday. So I think that's why it's off.
1: Gotcha. So uh, the title of this episode was Kiss, Kiss, Breach, Breach. Which I think is a reference to the TV show, or the movie rather, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I've never seen. Right. I'm aware of. And this is one of those seemingly happening all more too often episodes (laughs) where Barry leaves and then everyone else has adventures without Barry. You know, the Flash, who's in the name of the show, he just like leaves and does no Flash things or any of the Flash things he does off camera. It's like, wow, 24 beaches in 24 hours. What are the benefits of being married to a speedster?
0: That's right. You don't want to do you really want to see him sit on 24 beaches? I do. Okay.
1: We could have we could have thrown some interstitials in there of just him like, oh, "I wonder how everyone's doing. Oh, okay. I'm sure they're fine."
0: That's right. Let me go get some piña coladas and he, zing zing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, essentially what happened the, the the main part of this is the continuation of cisco being put into a situation of being the leader of things barry's like you're going to be in charge after i'm gone because i'm going to die in crisis so to combat this cisco creates an ai called barry b-a-r-i which is supposed to answer essentially what would barry do because cisco can't think for himself um at first i thought this was a lame thing because cisco has proven himself countless times to be, you know, someone who could handle these sort of situations, and it was just an excuse to make him second doubt, second guess himself through the course of the episode because Breacher, and again, it's Danny Trejo shows up <laughs> <laughs> to tell Cisco that Gypsy is dead, and then we learn that it was Cisco who killed Gypsy, or was it? Right. And then there's other stuff that's going on with Killer Frost and Joe and. uh uh what's what's the wells name it's uh
0: indiana wells Let's indiana wells
1: through. and the sewers and all that sort of jazz uh but i like this episode for a, for a flashless flash episode i really like this episode
0: i did too you know what i really liked about this is that they didn't go down the cliche road of cisco's girlfriend being upset that cisco was upset that an ex-girlfriend died and she like understood. She's like, well, you were closer for years. You became friends with her father. Like the, like. It makes that like relationship believable and that they care for each other because it's not it's like well Cisco's at his lowest moment, like trying to figure out the murder of one of his friends while the the father's right there mourning she's not just kicking him in the shins the whole time, like why well you know was was she prettier than me? you know what i mean like and I, and I really like that there's a moment where she understands, and I'm like this is really cool, and like the side story with killer Frost you know, uh, talking with, to Dr. Ramsey. I'm like, okay, it's, it's interesting. I did like a little bit of, uh, uh, Joe West talking to Indiana Wells where Wells, where he's like, Wells is like, what, why are you doing He's like, You gotta have faith. He's like, and he tells the story about how, when his wife ran away, all the people came over and made when he couldn't get off the couch to make dinner for the kids, like his, the, his neighbors like brought food and everything. And once again, like last week when he says that he's not ready to go, Uh, for barry this was one of those scenes where it just reminded me that joe uh west the uh, the guy who plays him he can act again like i said last week um like i said i could have done with most getting rid of most of the underground scene because all that leads into the final moment where indiana wells says i know how to save i know how to save barry And everybody's like, okay, maybe we'll follow this guy, you know? So (laughs) like, it's a long way to go to get to that line. You know what I mean? We didn't need that storyline to get there. He could have just said it at any point, you know? Correct. But I thought it was a good episode. I thought that the
1: Cisco stuff was strong enough. And you had mentioned, and again, I I feel bad. I'm blanking on the actor's name right now who plays Joe. But he's, first of all, he's really good. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jesse L. Martin. Right. Uh, and the fact that they've given him like two big things to do in these past two episodes, I think they're killing off everyone for some reason.
0: I think Cisco's going. Um, and I and I I don't know about jo- uh, Joe West, like he'll kill him. He might leave and they might do that Cecile of approval show. But I don't know. I don't think they're going to kill Joe. I think he might leave. But uh, I don't know. I think they're going to whack. I think Christ is going to come and they're going to whack some people. Maybe we should get, like, uh, play cards and decide who's gonna who will live and who will die. Like a CW bingo. I have a feeling that more people
1: on Arrow are going to get dumped
0: right. than Ooh. on
1: Flash. I could see about three people going on Flash and pretty much everyone on Arrow.
0: I don't know about that because they want to do that spinoff show. So I think that the characters... And this will bring me into what all you need to know from CW Arrow. You don't need to know anything about the story this week because there was time traveling where where Arrow meets his kids from from the future and that Team Arrow from 2040 comes back in time. Blah, blah, blah. Don't need to know anything about it. But in the end, Barry brought back from Earth to something that was touched by antimatter. So he calls up one of his scientist friends and he says, What is that? Like, what can we do with this thing was touched by what destroyed the universe? And scientist says, well, did some studies. And I think if we have to, I could weaponize whatever this was. And we could, if that monitor isn't trustworthy, I might be able to take them down with whatever I built. So that's the one thing you need to know. And then the monitor shows up and tells earth to Laurel Lance, who's black canary says, she's like, you're the guy who knows, knows about my earth being destroyed. She said, yes. And I can bring Earth 2 back if you do my bidding and betray Ollie with, the way I tell you to. And that was the cliffhanger. That's all you need to know. We're going to build a weapon out of whatever the antimatter was. And the monitor's trying to get Black, Cat from, or Black, Cat, Black Canary from Earth 2 to betray Ollie. Done.
1: Now, is Arrow on a two-week hiatus as well?
0: Yes, I believe everything is on a two-week hiatus. Okay. Well, that's all there. Is. I think there was a Batwoman, which obviously we didn't do this last Sunday, and I don't think there's any Bat Batwoman for like two weeks too. Okay.
1: Well, in those two weeks, when I thought that we would uh, not have anything to, to discuss, I think maybe we'll discuss the two episodes of The Mandalorian that'll be out by the time that we record next week.
0: Mm, sounds like a plan.
1: I will do my best to watch them. I don't see any world wrestling or all elite wrestling sports entertainment events this weekend.
0: There's a uh, full plate of football you might want to watch.
1: <sighs> no, thank you. I'm allergic to football. Okay, unless it's the XFL.
0: <laughs> right, then all of a sudden it's a it's a side uh, allergy that's different. You're okay with that one? I'll
1: I'll give my shot. I'll give myself the shot with the EpiPen for Vince.
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: And his sad vanity project. I mean, <laughs> very successful football <laughs>
0: program. <sighs> but anyway. I All right, so. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, I think that's everything. I was that trying to is help you out. everything.
1: I think we've done a full show here. And I've got I, a lot of editing to do. Yes, you do. All right, so for Todd, this is Joe saying thank you very much for listening to episode 476 of Longbox Heroes. And we'll see you all here
0: next week. Remember, be a faucet, not a drain. Boop. You're listening to the soon to be named network, the
1: Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm of Podcast Network.